Hi, Mike. Has Jodie Whittaker made you commit any crimes this week? <laughs> You're right, Dad. How you doing, Dad? Everything okay, Dad? No, 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 because I have. This is the thing that happened. Did yeah. you see the Tory MP blame Jodie Whittaker for men doing crime? Oh, shit. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. I was going to vamp past that and assume that I missed something in the episode. But go on. What happened? I got a quote. This is from Nick Fletcher, Tory MP. Nick Fletcher. Tory MP. Okay. Okay. Tory MP. Yeah. One only needs to me. look. Yeah. One only needs to look at the discussions around who will play the next James Bond. In recent years, we have seen Doctor Who, Ghostbusters, Luke Skywalker, all replaced by women. All men are left with the cra- Sorry, this is such a good line. All the men are left with are the craze and Tommy Shelby. Is it any wonder we see so many young men committing crimes? Solid. Solid as a rock. That's amazing. What, uh, who's, what who's a playing... cognitive journey to go on. That is amazing. <laughs> who's playing the female Luke Skywalker? <laughs> I, didn't, I missed that one. Well, that's the... And, that's, yeah. Oh, and literally goodness. the most recent Ghostbusters film is about the men again. And also, the like, it's just... The craze is a weird reference to throw in there. That is a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And ironically, the craze, the most recent or the most uh, kind of high-profile craze movie recently was the same guy playing both craze. So that wasn't even creating roles for men either. That was only creating <laughs> one role. <laughs> <laughs> that wow. took a role away from a man. Yeah. That took a role away from a man. Yeah, that's amazing. How can yeah. you... I mean, that, that kind of nonsense, that's just dog whistling for the idiots on the internet, isn't it? Isn't that all that is? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, okay. just, yeah. It's it, so yeah. obviously a bad argument that, like, yeah. But I'll tell you fly what, past us. We're, we're, What we're meant to do, Dan, is we're yeah. meant to be useful idiots who repeat on a podcast so that, yeah. you know, the 5% of our podcast, 2% of our podcast, 1% of our podcast listeners... 0.5% of our podcast listeners who might agree with that stupid sentiment can find a politician that they might like. How, how That's could a we're being useful a person? We're ourselves. <laughs> we're, we're making this easier for them. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, but I think we framed it as this man's an idiot, and if you believe this, you're an idiot. And I think that's a fine thing. I to think frame that's it the as. right way to frame it. I think that's valid. Yeah. Um, yeah. That Although, said, I'll tell you what. That said, <laughs> we are both being replaced by women in next week's episode. Um, so fuck you might that. Have, oh, wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> a week off. Oh. <laughs> I love that it's the finale. And we're both like, yeah, I'll skip it. <laughs> I don't think so. I'll I'll put my cards on the table immediately. I don't think I was as annoyed by this episode as you were because you were get you were raging. You were raging I'm throughout. Fucking done, man. I yeah. am done. I didn't even watch this on TV. I didn't. It didn't even get dignified with. I watched this on television because it's a TV show. I was like, I'm gonna watch this on my phone while I take a shit. God, Rid- Ridley Scott <laughs> was right. Ridley Scott was right. Uh, Ridley Scott made a depressing film about a rape and then complained that nobody <laughs> wanted to see it in the most depressing yeah. two years of human race. Yeah, yeah, sorry I didn't want to see a film which features a graphic rape, Ridley Scott. Maybe if you made something fun, <laughs> I would have got out my fucking ass to see it. I didn't see fucking Godzilla and Kong bitching about this to The Guardian, did I? I would love to see an interview with Godzilla <laughs> and King Kong complaining about <laughs> the millennials. It's that's but the thing. The thing that gets me is that's definitely the Ridley Scott persona. Like if you, like I genuinely, anyone, anyone listening to this who wants a nice afternoon, stick on his commentary for Blade Runner and just have him absolutely ruin Blade Runner for you by just going, <laughs> uh, you know, we just put a bit of war on the ground because I thought it looked, you know, futuristic. 
And all that stuff. Like, he's brilliant. He's he's uh, he's a, a grumpy old man. I love it. I, I I would like to be that guy when I'm older, maybe. Um, but yeah, you want to make a, a video game about a graphic rape? And no, then I don't want to do that. Nobody's that, buying Dan. it. Don't, oh don't well, that's the full story there. <laughs> Come on, Dad. We're all friends here. Well, ahoy, because I want to do fucking crime <sighs> this now. This doesn't happen on my other podcast. <laughs> on my other podcast, I'm respected. That's not is true. this the second time I've said I've wanted to do crime because of a Chris Chibnall script? Wait, is this the third time I've said I've, that? To be clear, you're only backing up the position of that Tory guy that you mentioned earlier. You've been given <laughs> to crime. Yeah, but yeah. not because of Jodie Whittaker and the the, the reduction in female role model, uh, male role models, because I don't think there's been a reduction in male role models at all because the majority I mean, of there are, there are... male role models. I mean, I mean, there's great representation the last... for guys called Chris in the media. You know what I mean? Like we're 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 yeah. not like like I think <laughs> I think men are I think men have got enough roles. I think we're going to be okay. I think it's going to be. Fine. I mean, did he not watch any Marvel film in the last fucking ten <laughs> right, years? Exactly. Where they were like, oh, we've got one woman. Oh, she fell down. Oh well, <laughs> and that was it for ten years. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, but the next oh the next Marvel thing. He was oh, too busy but, watching know. the craze, mate. What was the other one you cited? If you've still got it on your screen, what's the other? Tommy Shelby. What's that? Is that something I'm? Is Peaky Blinders link actually? I've never seen it, but that's what my brain oh, says. Oh, oh, I get it now. So he basically searched his mind for recent gangster movies, and that was all he could come up with. That's amazing. <laughs> I like. I always like this. Like it's always the violent and the criminal things. Like video games <laughs> cause violence, and watching mm. violent things make you do violence. But like. I don't think that after watching quite a lot of Call of Midwife, I could deliver a baby successfully. I don't think that SSX taught me how to ski. A I've lot got, of people. I've got, got fractured bones that'll teach you quite the opposite of that effect. <laughs> I, think, I think you might be right. I think this may be a very limiting lens for it to view media. You're out. you got some points. you got some points there, Dad. Yeah, it's like... I it's almost like... I I watched James May rebuild a lawnmower, then my lawnmower broke down, I couldn't fix it. Mm. And I'd watch James May build a whole lawnmower. That's 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 another role for a male, is being James May. There you go. Yeah. Now we've thought of three. We've got Clarkson (laughs) crying at sheep in in his farm show. Yeah. We've got... I watched... What did I watch this week? I don't watch any of those. That's all the Amazon Prime Top Gear guy stuff, isn't it? I I, I see the ads, but they've always... Yeah, I've never watched them. I do love James May, I'm going to admit. His his approach to life... works for you. Is yeah, I like I like his Japan stuff because he's he's a very respectful guy. I mean, don't know why he's with Jeremy fucking Clarkson, but it's a he's a very. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see guy. Jeremy Clarkson go around Japan to be honest. I don't think that'd be a fun. <laughs> I don't think that'd be a fun time. I think I'd learn some new slurs, but <laughs> apart from that, I don't think it would be. I'd yeah. say I will say I'm it's mm. fuck because I you see the things Jeremy Clarkson says, you go you're a piece of shit, and then you watch Clarkson's farm and you're like, ah, it's really good TV days. It's, well, that was always the, the thing. That the... was always the thing with Top Gear, wasn't it? It was an incredibly well-produced show, and I watched it despite not liking them or Cars. But I did watch yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's because there's no adventure TV shows anymore. Like properly, mm. like going on an adventure to other countries. Because now it's all like, oh, we're going to send Richard Iwadi to a thing, and he's like, no, I don't need this, and it's just ah, oh, funny. I mm. want like that, that that spirit of adventure, but sort of like. That adventure is out there, kind of, you know. It's again, that's the that's a very sort of boys thing, isn't it? It's the well, the boys own was the annual, was it? it was a boys own annual? It was boys own? It was, I was more it was all like, like go camping and yeah, it was all <laughs> so go camping and do shit like that, and you don't really get that. So it's always nice mm. to see just that sort of 
male bondingy kind of thing. And I like it when they sort of that facade cra- the facade cracks a bit. Like in, in Clarkson's mm-hmm. farm, he, he one of his sheep's lame. The two of his sheep get lame, and he has to put them down. And he fucking mm. he takes him to the the thing, and then he goes to say goodbye to him, but they've already been taken off and slaughtered. And he fucking cries. And it's not put on, and he's clearly upset that it's mm. kept in the fucking episode. But it's like, no, you are actually a human being. We are actually okay. We're going to be okay. Mm. Like, it's in there. All that shit that you say, you know, those really horrific things that the you have to say. Stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. every week for money. Uh, like, that's just how you make your job, and I don't respect you for it. But, like, you it are sounds... actually a decent person in there somewhere. Get it, it out. It sounds like you've, that you've, you kind of feel like Jeremy Clarkson's a pretty good role model. That's what I'm hearing. I think I've read every single Clarkson book. I think you might be a Jeremy Clarkson fan, but I think maybe you're coming to terms with that live in the show. I think, I think maybe... Because I can tell you on behalf of everyone who's never read a Jeremy Clarkson book, there's quite a few of us. There's quite a few people who've not. So I'm like, going to tell you this. I'll tell you this. Sure. Clarkson's okay. interesting because I, so I won't say the Jeremy name, Clarkson, it's but fine. two <laughs> quite well-known celebrities mm. uh, who I've spoken to have stories about hiding from Jeremy Clarkson when he's storming around the BBC. Really? <laughs> Literally physically hiding from him <laughs> because he's that kind of guy. Aww. It's fun. It's a fun... I think, yeah, maybe, yeah, I've, I don't know. You know, i tell you a story, actually. This is a really, this is quite story. a horrible story, but I can tell you to it anyway. You can I tell my dad to join the episode, Doctor Who, can't you? Carry on, Dad. Carry on. I was... When I was going through... <laughs> oh, shit, shall I tell Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I was going back through immigration in uh, Heathrow Airport. And... Yeah. <laughs> this is a true story. And, uh, and I... I, I, I... Something went wrong as I went through. I, you know, I live in this country. I was actually living in a different country at the time. That's fucking I was visiting this country. I'm still a citizen of this country. So I was, you know, my passport was there and stuff. But it, it went boop, but it had to do a flag up thing. And mm. they asked for a bit. I can't remember. I was just like boarding pass. Like, so I got my little, I carry a little like satchel thing around with me. So I mm. so pulled some stuff out of that and put some stuff on the thing. And one of the things I put on the table was the Clarkson book. Because I buy Clarkson books in airports <laughs> and train stations. Because that's when you read Jeremy Clarkson. When there is literally nothing else to do. <laughs> and I put the Clarkson book down and the guy tapped it and went, ah, you were right. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh my. And I, I was like, oh, okay. Oh and then I cut, took like kind of God. a few steps down before baggage claim and I went, I think I met a racist. <laughs> I think you did. Oh my. Or, or at least someone who like the fact that you were like, uh, that he assumed you aligned with him politically meant that you got the only time I've ever had anything like that happen. And I will remove lots of details from this story before I tell it. <laughs> is um, flying into America one time in America when you go through, they are like on the border. They are very they they take your fingerprints. They they grill you. And I was, and I went through, and it's the one time. I'm very glad it happened in this situation. I, I won't go in. I'm doing. A, I'm, I, I'm I'm say say my name and all that stuff. And he's like, Thomas was alone. Go through, mate. And it's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one time that's happened to me. And like, and I was like, and, and getting to avoid all of the American system was very good. I hope that guy still has a job. And I hope one day to meet him again and get through airport security really quickly. Um, mine's a little more wholesome than yours. That's horrible. That's, yeah. that's grotesque. Yeah. Jesus. I have a more wholesome story about meeting a racist. 
let's go for it. What, what even is I, this podcast anymore? It's the ra- <laughs> racist anecdotes with Dan and Mike. We, do, we started with a Tory MP. I mean, it's a memorable journey to traits, isn't it? Um, so, <laughs> no, so this happened at CoxCon. I got beer. Carry on. As in uh, just... <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's because it's, yeah. it's the only convention I've ever done because it's like really low key. And like, mm, I've heard that. Because th- that was several beers I just heard you get out of this podcast. <laughs> Carry on. Don't worry about it. Don't you worry about Normally, it. Normally, right? I'll tell, tell you how much I ramble. Normally, I get a text from my being like, yeah, can I only do an hour today? Yeah, I've got, got stuff to do. This time, he's told me nothing. So I'm assuming I've got like four or five hours of this. It, we, we, well, I've got, I've got about an hour and a half. But uh, Carry on with your Fucking ace, story. mate. Fucking I want to hear the racist story. Go for it. So I was, we were in a taxi, and it was um, a TP took everybody. It was, we were all going out to the yeah. to, a, to a curry afterwards, like a post thing, and we got all got oh, taxis cool. and stuff. And I was sitting in there with TB, and the guy, the taxi driver, was how do I put this? A really big fan of Trump. Uh, okay. And when he heard that Top Biscuit was American, was like, "Oh, Trump!" and all this sort of stuff. And I, I just. It's one of those moments that I think you know. I, I just it's wonderful experience that TB shut that guy down in just a really fucking graceful way. Oh really? I'll just for him. Yeah, like properly. Just because I would have just gone, mm-hmm, yeah, for fuck him, because <laughs> I just want a quiet life. Uh, and that's the like you know I'm like yeah you're a taxi driver right? I see <laughs> the worst bunch of time. I get when someone goes in and goes that oh, Biden glad he won. He's like fuck thank you God we're gonna be okay. <laughs> I've heard, okay. I've, I've heard from cabbies that they the, the like the like smarter cabbies will intentionally ask a question of the person getting into their cab at the start yeah. of the ride to try and gauge where they are politically and then just yeah. play the part of that guy so, because it improves their tips. So if yeah. you've ever had a good conversation with a cabbie and you've been anyone listening to this who's like, oh yeah, I've met a cabbie once he was totally right on politically, absolutely got it, gave him a tip, well done, you've uh, you fallen for a very easy trick there, but fair play. Yeah, but um, but yeah. yeah, it's a nicer journey, isn't it? <laughs> it is exactly yeah. It's better. It was, it was, yeah. Here we go. On this topic, what's the best Uber driver you've ever had? Like, I'm going to tell my story first. I want to set the oh, tone because I've got an interesting re- twist to this story. <laughs> How good would this be if we had had both had the same driver? So I once, I, I was in, where was I? I was in LA. I think we must have been doing something on John Wick. And uh, <laughs> me and my producer were in were in an Uber and driving along. And in, in, in LA, the Uber drivers all want to talk about, you know, the film industry and stuff. Obviously, they're always interested about what people are doing. But I, just as a general rule, will kind of step away from a conversation about any of that stuff. Because usually you're under NDA and stuff. You can't talk about it. Um, yeah. And basically, after he'd heard, after he got a sense that we were somehow involved in film stuff, he went on to then explain to us how he had invented a special kind of guitar pick mm-hmm. that would have revolutionised rock and roll music because it allowed you to do. I can't remember what it was. It was like it would allow you to like pluck two strings at the same time. It wasn't that. I don't know guitars, but it was something <laughs> like That's that. Two guitar picks in it glued together at an angle. It was something like that. And he'd like, and he was pulling out his phone. He was driving at the same time. He was pulling out his phone and showing pictures of like, uh, like you know, famous rock stars holding the pick that was apparently this magical special pick. Mm-hmm. But that had then, and that was, and you know, that's the kind of story you hear a lot. And it's cool or whatever. And then he started talking about the conspiracy to kill him, uh, which was happening. <laughs> 
and he was rolling in and I don't I won't go into the full thing because it's it's kind of grotesque but like he was basically tying a lot of like worldwide events that happened in the previous two years into this narrative of that he was being that someone was trying to take him out and mm-hmm. they, he basically built this narrative around you know that he was that he was basically you know the center of every major event that had happened in world history for the last two years was somehow related to the wrong people trying to stop him from you know telling the truth about this guitar pick mm-hmm. and it was awesomely interesting and then you know me dan i like world building so i was really getting into it <laughs> getting the info and my producer was like texting me like please stop asking him questions <laughs> <laughs> um but that was fine so it was interesting is there a temptation a at that point to go freeze and just like try and shift him <laughs> up a bit if I want, I mean, it's America, so no, I will never try. Oh, and no, oh, yeah, of course, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like I'm never gonna. No, you know, those guys, those guys all have, well, not all of them, but a lot of them have guns, and I don't, I don't mess with Americans, like, no. Um, but yeah, that's my story. Tell me your story. Okay, I've never gotten an Uber. Ever. Or any kind life. of rideshare car thing? No, just taxis. Is just because, like, is it like because Uber's not a very good it's company the- or? It's because I live in the middle of fucking nowhere and there aren't any. Right, <laughs> right okay. It's great. It's I like can a get cab, a taxi. but you don't it's know excellent. who's driving it. It's exciting. It adds an element of danger to the experience. <laughs> I, t- I, got, I, I once got a taxi to, uh, again, to an airport. It was going to fucking Heathrow very early in the morning and the bus that was supposed mm-hmm. to be like a shuttle bus thing wasn't there. And it, it was like, oh yeah, that's not turning up today. So I was like, okay, it's 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> and I've, I've got to get to Heathrow Airport. Why is it always four thirty in the morning? Have you noticed that? It, it, it's always four thirty. You've got to leave. Hate you. It's always four thirty. Sentient, and they hate you. Mm, that's probably yeah. what it is. And uh, for, so yeah, it was four thirty, and I was like, I'm gonna call a taxi. So I, I got, I got like a, I got a fucking the advert off of a phone. This, this is quite an old story because it was a, fo- a surviving phone box. And I pulled the okay. card off of the surviving phone, but which didn't have a phone in it. That had been nicked, but it was still the box was still there. And I called <laughs> up and I got a, I got a text. I was like, I need to go to Heathrow. Like, how much is that going to be? Yeah. And the guy was like, it's going to be like a hundred and something pounds. And I was like, okay. He's trying to decide if he wants to get out of bed, right? That's basically what that is. That's he's trying to decide. No, he was off. Like- this dude was, he sounded wired. And I was like, all right. And he turned up like within three minutes. It was wonderful. Oh, okay. And I got in the taxi. And he started talking about just every single thing that had happened in his life. Like, I, for a, what, there's a, what, he could have just pushed pie on an audiobook of his life and it would have just played out. And it feels like he got really excited because this was such a ridiculously long journey that he could tell the whole story for once. Right, so that five-minute version that you tell every yeah. day, that's interesting. He can really commit. But here's the interesting stuff. It was 4.30, so I completely fell asleep. Oh no! And I woke up about ten minutes out of Heathrow, and he was still talking and hadn't noticed I'd gone to sleep for about an hour. Yeah, that guy was was definitely on something. He was—you weren't getting the start of someone's day. You were seeing—you were seeing the end of someone's night, weren't you? There, that's what that was. Yeah, that's why—that's the kind of the thought. Um, yeah, I, I also thought at that point I was like, this feels a little too slow to be on the motorway, but this is the speed we're going at, so I'm not going to question that. Huh. Oh, I made that plane, so that was good. It was two hours late, so I could have just waited and got a train, but aircraft, air travel. Anyway, it's been Sometimes. 20 minutes, do you want to talk about Doctor Who? <laughs> yeah, what, what happened this week? I can't remember. 
Oh, <laughs> when we started this up, you were like, "Do we want to do it on the night or do we just do it the next day?" Because the next day will probably be easier. I, and then, yeah, and I wouldn't like, remember it. I wouldn't. Remember yeah, we, I wouldn't remember a fucking thing. Um, like I don't know. The episode starts with Jody not being a weeping angel anymore, and you're like, "Oh, yeah." They really like, moved on from that. Just, I still also, uh, oh. to be, I, if I'm being completely honest, I still don't really know. So is she inside a weeping angel? Or she was During inside that a scene, the hint was that she'd been turned into a weeping angel. And then after that scene, no, she just got dropped off. It was basically they fed X to her via weeping angel source. There's but a lot of that. About. It's an interesting... Chibnall really likes the idea of people going into other people, doesn't he? He's a bit of a Russian doll kind of a fan. For um, fan, I think, is the easiest way to sum no proofreaders um, on the BBC. No proofreaders on the BBC. It's true. She she knocked on an angel. She went plop plop to say hello. And in the previous episode, mm. when somebody touched an angel, they went back in time. Mm. So we're just just breaking the rules of <laughs> one episode ago. Um, yeah, there were eighty five jokes about a pulley that I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. In Egypt, because this episode was. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Alien, Hitchhikers. Well, that's all uh, that was. That's all it became via our text during the episode was just pitching which movie we were currently watching throughout the episode. Okay, wait. I've made a mistake. I normally start these this Doctor Who discussion off with asking yeah. you a question, Mike. What's the flux? Yeah. The flux is a space fart. No, no. You know what? <laughs> Actually, I now understand. I now do know what the flux is, don't I? Yes, it's, you now it's an eraser essentially. So it's basically like these. These uh, the vision people have decided like oh fuck it this this universe isn't quite working out the way we wanted wipe the slate clean go elsewhere so it's an eraser kind of process they're doing which is kind of shrinking the universe down to Earth which is super convenient from uh, uh, you know location <laughs> scouting perspective um, <laughs> and that's the that's the process so it's a it's a it's a slow motion delete right yeah but. It deleted all the universe at all the times immediately. It, yeah. It attacked the past as well as the future. So here's my question. Do it. About the dogs. Which is the <laughs> reason that Earth is last is because the dogs protect you. See, the mistake you're making here is you're watching Doctor Who and you're trying to work out something that happened a few episodes ago. And it's already probably <laughs> so, been contradicted. That's the mum said that there was the... Dan's mum said that there was three hours or three minutes of an eclipse where the Calvinista were protecting them. Are they called okay. the Calvinista? No, that's just the guy's name, isn't it? What are they called? The Lampari. Chewbacca. Chewbacca. They're Wookiees. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're Wookiees. So that, for that three minutes, that was the only three minutes the Flux attacked for. Mm -hmm. what, what, why doesn't the Flux just go and hit the other the planet like a week ago? If it's attacking all of time and all of space all at the same time, except for Earth, which is protected in one point of space and time? Hmm. You're not saying anything, Mike. You just seem to be... Uh... <laughs> My brain froze for a moment there. I, yeah, it doesn't even make sense. if the Because theoretically, that flux would be, by definition, very far away from Earth, right? So why would it even be affecting Earth? Yeah, I mean, it did go to Earth, and then it hit the time machine because it was supposed. Because I'm imagining like I'm imagining like a, an ever shrinking. I'm imagining a Fortnite battle royale kind of shrinking zone, yeah. basically around Earth. So by definition, it... you wouldn't see it near Earth until right at the end. Yeah. That's so in 2021, 
The flux yeah. destroys the universe. Yeah. And then the Doctor zaps it with the TARDIS as it's destroying the universe. And then the TARDIS is the reason it gets flung all the way through space and time. But also, I'm pretty sure the woman said that she made it attack all the space and time at the same time. My brain's really struggling with this, Dan. I'll be honest. It's 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 my brain's struggling to hold any one part of this in my brain at once. So here's further questions. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> here's, here's more questions. If the universe was destroyed in 2021, mm. how comes the Doctor's gone beyond 2021 before? Because. I mean, that's, to be fair, you mean in previous, like, episodes of Doctor Who? Yeah, including this um, series. So, in terms of, if it's if you're talking about previous episodes of Doctor Who, it's like, well, that's Doctor Who. It's constantly contradicting itself. That is, yes. that is what they do. Um, that one, I would, I would not, I would, I would, uh, I would defend that choice. But you're absolutely well, but, but, right, right in this series. So, happened, here's the deal. Yeah, I would normally defend that choice because normally you just go, oh, the Gallifreyans and our oh, time is weird and all oh, this sort of thing. But like this person exists outside the universe and was like, it's 2021, delete. Mm. And that kind of just... So basically what I'm saying is this isn't going to happen. Uh, and also, you know, there's not a lot of tension in destroying the universe when the next showrunner has been announced, is what I'm trying to say. So in a story well, like I mean, this, what you, yeah. Yeah, what you really want to have is a lot of personal stakes. You really want to take a lot of personal stakes in the characters. Mm. My question unless, to you is this. Unless he's thinking, <laughs> unless, unless, sorry, I'm going to come back to this. Unless the logic goes, hey, you know, maybe the audience is going to think that it's going to be a complete reboot for Russell T. So this is the universe could end in this series. And we start Universe 2 next season, right? I feel like if somebody went, hey, Russell, do you want us <laughs> to reboot so you start Doctor Who from the beginning? Uh, I think he'd quicker than he's ever moved before. Nut the guy in the face. But we're talking about what just... Chibnall might believe here, rather than what's actually realistic. I think that yeah, go for it. Now they've put the stakes of if the unit, the doc, the universe is destroyed if the Doctor decides to find out about their past. Was the stakes that were set in this episode, which is a nice balanced set of stakes until it was undone five minutes later because nothing in this series can <laughs> fucking last. More than five fucking seconds. Literally. That seems to be a theme. Nothing can last. Oh, Dr. Weeping Angel. Oh, no, it was just transport. What about, oh, we've kept a Weeping Angel. Like, what about anything? In what about one story told well? Yeah. Not six randomly pulled out of a hat of what fucking episode. How many plots were in this one episode? Uh, you know what? I think it was this episode, I think, was better than most in that regard. Like, I definitely didn't have trouble following because you only basically had two simultaneous plots, right? The Doctor no. and the guys back in Egypt or whatever. Uh -huh. And the Grand Serpent forming unit. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, why That didn't bother me. I don't know why that didn't bother me, actually. That should have bothered me. Maybe because it felt like it was actually working sequentially. Um, yeah, things were happening in an order. Right, that's and that's the that's the, the, the damning with faint phrase that this podcast has come to <laughs> exemplify, right? Of like, yeah, he he, he, sets, he, set, he did some plot. Things followed on from each other in a chronological sequence. Well done. Did you like the bit where Yaz tried to stop an explosive <laughs> by putting a blanket over it? I didn't, I, I didn't like that, though. 
I didn't when like the that room they were in, uh, the room they were in appeared to have probably drinks and stuff in. Can we just watered out the fuse or chop the fuse off or just throw in the dynamite somewhere else or just run away from it? Because I feel like putting a blanket down and going, that'll do. Look, a modern police person is not necessarily trained in explosive kind of situations. So it's unfair to assume that the character would know that information. Mike, I don't like Doctor Who anymore. I know you don't, and it's it's tragic because, like, for me, I'm definitely like an agnostic on the whole <laughs> Doctor Who thing. Like, I can take it or leave it. Like, yeah, it's cool, you know. I I right. I, I don't. But you you're a true believer, and, and hearing that you might be having your doubts that, that troubles me, Dan. That troubles it, this me. episode was not watched by myself and my wife. Rebecca decided to play Frostpunk instead and just listen to it. Mm. Uh, and I got this wonderful quote that I'm now going to share. I zone in and zone back. I zone out and zone back in, and each time it sounds like a totally different show in a totally different genre. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and I'm like, it's very fair. yeah. So let's talk about unit who weren't destroyed. Right. The absolute throwaway unit, yeah. Chris Chibnall joke. And then, so they had one scene where they're like, it was it was the wonderful <laughs> Robert Bathurst who I adore. Mm. Yeah, charming actor, wonderful, very uh, good character actor. We see him in lots of always, things. always a show for good British character actors, right? Doctor Who's yeah, always filled the room with them. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so Robert Bathurst was there, and then uh, he got killed by a snaky thing. Yep. And then we did that scene again with a different guy. Yep. And establishing I was like, stakes. Why have, you, why have you duplicated that scene? You could just be like, now he's raised up. You, there could be somebody investigating deaths. Unit, some unit people could be doing unit things, and then you do it not yep. just like the exact same scene. Yep. Not the and then Kate turns up and you go oh mm. they're doing the exact same scene because in and you this actually texted scene, that get, to me going oh this is the bit where I see like, yeah, why I'm you've this. done yeah. two of those because with the third one now it's Kate and now we're expecting the death and it's Kate and so they got into that scene and the tension was really high for about two seconds until Kate went I've got a magic psychic projection that'll stop snakes she literally had plot armor she literally had snake repellent spray on her. It's amazing. Is I didn't even understand how that would work. Why, why would a psychic thing prevent snakes? It, it's a stupid thing to say. Of course it wouldn't. It doesn't make any sense at all. I'd say, I said you convince the snake. It convinced the. It's just it chews into a snake's brain, and all the snake hears is da 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 and the snake's like, oh shit, I can't do anything here. That's our weakness. The humans discover that that one song. Yeah. Which was snake number one for like forty-five years, is just it's the weakness <clears> of all snakes genetically. That's the weakness of snakes. Am I right in saying this might be this might be nonsense? Just to go on an aside, that tune is uh is written by um an American, right? I've got I a feeling that that's not. No idea. I it's just this weird bit of memory you've just unlocked for me, where it's like <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's actually a oh, traditional piece of music. Mate, yeah. Maybe you're part snake. I might be part snake. <laughs> Do you like to sleep on your belly? I, I, I did. I did forget to put my psychic armor on, so it's entirely oh, possible. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had two scenes that were worthless, and then Kate. I thought was it was like, an interesting uh, fact. Hopefully, someone in the audience found that. I interesting. liked it. No, I liked yeah, it. No, That's no, what fine. we like on this. Yeah. In between yeah, no, me no, just no. streaming abuse at Chris Chibnall, it's nice to every yeah. now and then be like, oh, in 1472, this person wrote this thing. Um, 
Yeah, that's the point. Uh, yeah. That music was written. I it's, think it's like written. It was like written in the fifties or something. Like it's a very, it's a weirdly recent American or European invention. It's it's not from that part of the world. Anyway, carry on, please. Or maybe it was, and it was brought forward in time. Oh my god! Oh yeah. my god, Dan! I think you've blown the whole thing wide open. And someone yeah. invented a special guitar pick with which to play it. Yeah, and amazing. Yes, that's incredible. Oh. Maybe the we should world write Doctor is Who. built around that guy. <laughs> yeah, but we need at least another 80 characters all doing completely <laughs> exactly. different things that aren't really going to connect to each other. five other plots to tell at the exact same time while that's happening. Um, yeah. So, wait. So, Kate uh, then having magic snake armor and re- removing all tension from the scene and not even having the yep. snake like lunge at her and stop and just being like, no, we've blown the CGI budget. No snake for Kate. Her house then explodes. Yep. <laughs> In, because that's, again, that's a duplicate scene from earlier in the episode of an explosion trying to stop people. I like to imagine the scene where um, dude, who I can't remember the actor's name, the, the serpent dude. I like to imagine the scene yeah. where he's like, well, I've tried the snake thing. I guess the only other option is to have bomb in the house. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I really like to use the snakes ideally, but there's no, there's literally no other option here. I tried the snake. Now I have to go and put a bomb in their house. And like the scene of him like setting up the bomb and being like, this is... Where he's got, yeah, he's, he's getting a laptop because that's how you blow things up. You get a laptop, <laughs> yeah. and he's doing yeah. all that, and it's oh, poor guy. I do. So I yeah, and then she goes that... on the run. So she's now born identitying, right? So she's going to go out into the world, and then you know, finale. She's going to show up at the last one minute. Scene, I'll be surprised. You'll see her in one scene in next week's episode, and she's going to have the thing that's going to save the day because she's been working in secret. Uh, one a classic Chris Chibnall something really cool happened off screen guys uh, kind of scene that's what's going to happen blind we... <laughs> there was a lot she's recruited 10,000 people and they've been in a war with five different kinds of aliens for and they're just years. around that corner just behind me now just, just behind me that's just that's already happened don't worry about it but I did steal this key from one of them and this key is going to be the thing that you need for this scene calling it now so let's talk Let's talk about the Grand Serpent plot then as well, because as it ties into Kate's plot. Mm. The Grand Serpent who is like space Trump or something. I don't fucking know. Space, like, guy. Yeah. Space owns some stuff, uh, badly characterised, just a baddie in space, who Vinda was like, yeah. no, I won't work for you. Yeah. Um, and I, he's like, I have to kill two people. <gasps> Not two people. And he's like, got to be sneaky about it. Yeah, he was like, all right, let's kill everyone with Santarans now. This is now Santaran plot. Yeah, because he got he 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 did the thing that was interesting for twenty minutes, and then had to set up the events for the next episode. So, why are the Santarans attacking <laughs> the Earth? It was revenge, right? Yeah, because of um, probably a previous but, episode, right? Probably within the previous so, episode where we kicked their ass, right? So, well, yeah, that's that's what brings up the question. Uh, yeah. We blew up all the Sontarans, and the universe has been shrunk down to being really tiny, so the Sontarans mm. are probably all dead. Where are these well, new those Sontarans, Sontarans Not those Sontarans. Those, those Sontarans were fine. They were off to the left. They were just outshot in the last scene. <laughs> I like how the Flux was, like, eating the entire universe. No, no, no I'll tell you what they were. Well, I'll tell you what they were. They were uh-huh. all the Sontarans. They were inside... Another Sontaran, one Sontaran, <laughs> who was inside <laughs> Space Rock, and that, that's yeah. how it all worked out. It's fine. V- Vinda got sucked off by the passenger. 
sucked up by the passenger. There you go. Cut that together yeah. for us, will you, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, and then um, I can't remember her name because it's been too many episodes. Yeah. The, the, the girl, Dan's girl, who he had no dates with in the show. Yeah. She she was there and she was like, I'm glad somebody brought a gun. And I went, mm. why are they allowed guns in this prison? <laughs> also, well, why is she waiting by the door but nobody else is? It's supposed to hold 100,000 people. Also, if there's one theme that has brought together decades of Doctor Who, it's, I wish someone had a gun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's definitely, definitely the vibe she's, that's been, you know, been part of the franchise forever, right? Is hitting out like with a gun. Yeah, good choice for Dan there, having somebody who's really pro gun. <laughs> Dan, Dan, who has now been a companion with the Doctor for a day and a companion of Yaz for three years, mm. and hasn't put a bullet through his own face. He's a braver lad than I, that Dan, with his pulley jokes. And it's I love the running, you go up and then down. We're running out of twine was excellent, and I will defend that pun to the end of my days. It was a th- oh, it was too throwaway. They should have they should have sat with that for a little longer. That was a good joke. Was, yeah, I felt like that was an ad lib. Yeah, that's entirely possible. He is a stand up comic. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. But I yeah, yeah you, you can't even you can't even bring yourself to give Chibnall credit for that joke. That's uh, fair no, enough. because in this episode, Chibnall wrote a joke. Would you like <clears> to talk <throat> about the funny hermit? <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't what's his face who plays a poo in The Simpsons doing it. Just Hank Hankazaria, Hankazaria. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't play a poo anymore. But but you know, do just fall a poo at that point. Just do, just let's just do the stereotype and let's do haha jokes and let's do. Fuck it, let's be shit Monty Python for three minutes. <laughs> and then, to tell him, because... Okay, so what was the... Right, fuck me. God, I fucking hate this. The plot of Yaz, Dan, and... Not Ryan. Pontius Pilate. I can't remember his fucking name. Um, it was Victory or Jamiroquai or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jericho, there it is. It was Jericho. 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 I like... The plot... Right, so their I'm plot was to be carefree. No, no, no. I just, I, I'd like to see a, a generic wife themed Doctor Who villain. That's all I'd like to see. With the heart <laughs> and everything. The... <laughs> <It'd be amazing. laughs> In the the doctor said, right, Yaz, the flux mm. has destroyed everything and is gonna destroy Earth eventually. Here's mm. what I want you to prepare for. Earth might get raided in the future by people we we don't know about yet. Mm-hmm. And if Earth gets raided in the future by people we don't know about yet, then you'll need to defend them. So go go from where you are back in time, which I wouldn't know because I was recording this when we were all in the TARDIS together. Mm. Because you are back in time. Go and search for random pieces that tell what's going to happen in the future because as we all fucking know the past is where we keep all the stuff from the future and go and then stop an alien invasion that hasn't <clears> happened <throat> yet and hasn't heretofore been mentioned in the plot go and do all of that stuff but damn you forget and something. then no i'm not done yet and then <laughs> they find the funny hermit mm. with his jokes of which there was one, 
And then the funny hermit said, fetch your mm. dog. And they went, aha, we now know what to do. We're going to get paint from the year 19 mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. in China, I think they were in, because it looked like the Great Wall of China. They <laughs> it were was, but I think it was supposed to be the Great Wall of China, yeah. Yeah. Which is another um, quite long, significant flight they had to take. Oh, no, not flight. They're in 1904. Um, yeah, that's a... That's monster. Oh yeah, yeah we got that's, we that's... got the map. We got the Indiana Jones we map. Did get overview. Indiana Jones map. You're absolutely right. Where the where, where the see... red line was uh, red... overlaid over like, the footage not... as well as the map because someone didn't set that up properly. Carry on. Yeah, and the 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 red line was also when it got to a point. I was like, oh, they're there, and then it's like, fuck it. Here's the text, just in case you didn't know where that was on a map. Because I mean, this episode it's, it's, like... it's, sh- it's a show for kids. Although, well, no, it's a show for kids who paid massive amounts of attention. I don't know how any kid, 12-year-old Mike, would not understand what's going on. If you're you're a child and and you really like Only Connect, then this is the show (laughs) for you. Exactly. This is a show. So they then painted on the floor next Mm. to the Great Wall of China, another serpenty figure, which we're never going to connect. But that's fine. Mm. They painted there. Hi, Kavanister, it's Dan. Uh, sorry to get mm. my message, but I'm over here. Please call this year. Yeah. Not not a day. A not year. a day. Which a shows year. a massive disrespect for his time. Massive And they painted that next to what I could only describe as mm. one of the biggest tourist attractions in the world. Yeah. Which is also next to just mm. a shit ton of bushes and stuff. Things yes. that grow. Yep. And their plan, and they went, yeah. job done. Job done. And they went, we'll see, they'll see that in 120 years. Because yeah. paint, like paint from the fucking 1900s, known to stick around. Not to mention all the many times that the Great Wall of China has played a pretty significant role in history <laughs> since then. And probably someone would have like been like, we should probably get rid of this English. Um, yeah, we should probably wipe that out. It's probably racist. <laughs> <laughs> probably um, left by some Huns, the bastards. Oh, I'm going for the Huns this time. There's a yeah, no, Dad doesn't. All the Hun listeners just kick the shit out of their computers. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, Dad. So oh, Dad. then, yes. yeah, they're done. With, you think there's not probably not many Huns listening? <laughs> I mean, well, this podcast doesn't well, also. Sorry, apologies. Mathematically, there's a hell of a lot of Huns listening. I mean, yes, genetically, genetically, literally, very few. Okay, I will, I will, I will allow that. Carry on, please. So that was the they searched the past for a clue to the future, Mm. and the they were told get fetch your dog. That was their evidence about the future war, which we haven't seen yet, Mm -hmm. and they then wrote down. Come pick me up, Carvinista, please. Kisses, kisses, mm-hmm. Dan. Mm. And then went, job done. Went back mm. on what looked like the fucking Queen Mary or something in 1900s. And left the place that they were meant to be waiting for them. Yeah. Yeah. And left yeah. where they were supposed to be. And then on the boat, mm. for some reason, randomly bumped into fucking Scrooge from the Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> and then Michael went, Caine oh. himself, back from retirement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then went, oh, we'll go visit that guy. I've We've all seen him before. Yeah. And they're now tracking down that guy. 
So the one thing they had to do, which was find out information about a future war that may have been scattered to the past, they blew off after pitching it to somebody else who has no time machine, and they know mm. has no time machine, and then chased a fucking Victorian ghost back to Liverpool. What the fuck is this plot supposed to be? <laughs> he literally comes in their room of that fucking massive ship. He's like, oh, bother. This is my real... Sir, sir, sir. Yeah, and they and then he just fucking... Oh, sir, of course. He knows how people talk to in the past. That was another text sir. I sent you. Is The thing you have to remember yeah. as a writer is that in the past, everyone called each other sir and miss. Because uh, it's such a, such a reflex he has whenever he said anything like 1950s back. It's amazing. Yeah. Sorry. And then they went to mm. Liverpool, and then there's magic gates. Yeah. That lead to places, other universes, other times. I don't give a fuck. And then there was a knocking at one of them or something. And then I don't think mm. we got any resolution of what was coming through there. It's like when you just... pick up a five year old from school and they tell you about your day. <laughs> yeah, but you were there for the fucking day, and you were just like. <laughs> You were just sitting there eating a sandwich. I was like, miss, that kid's been stabbed. And you're like, oh, who gives a fuck? That's what this feels like. I feel like I've gone fucking mental. There's lunatics watching this show and enjoying it. We've got to put them right, Mike. Actually, I, I'm With... interested. Do you want to go to the forum and find out how the lunatics are feeling about this episode? I don't. I actually, I'll be honest, and you will hate, you'll get very angry when I say this, but remember that you respect and love me and that it's okay for me to have my opinion. I think this was the second best episode of this of the of the flux stuff i would say i think this is better than everything else except last week's episode that would be where i would place it on the fluxometer the flux capacitor, what about war, war of the suntarans nope which you forgot existed no i no. remember that it existed yeah and I, I i didn't remember it well if i was this... to hand you a sparkler yeah how long do you think it would entertain you for about 45 minutes <laughs> I think my hand would be burned off after 45 minutes. It's a very burn. slow burn sparkler. <laughs> very slow burn sparkler. It's a very long way. sparkler. Never has <laughs> the, the absolute like destruction of your retina has been more entertaining, though. It's brilliant. Okay. Great. Just wanted to, if you were to rate that out of 10, just a sparkler. <laughs> just, a, just a sparkler. How old am just I with the, the sparkler? Is it modern me with a sparkler? Is it you? Me, like, Today, you, you get. I think a, I've been. Sparkler. I'd be entertained, but I think I think if I'm being completely honest, I would be entertained by Sparkler for at least a minute as a grown adult. I think I would be like, oh, that's really cool. I think I'd be, I think I'd be into it for a minute. You um, wouldn't. You'd be like, I, I, you'd be cavalier about it. You'd be like, nah, I don't care about Sparklers. I'm a grown man. Go ADHD, mate. Go ADHD. I'd focus <laughs> on that sparkling until it took my fingertips off. But um... <laughs> oh god, I've just seen the score they've given it. But uh... <laughs> I, I bet I've nailed it. I bet it's like not as good as last week's, but better than everything. Well, else last week's got stuff. tens across the fucking board. Right. Is so this better, this though? might be this for me is a seven. It's sitting the, at with, a very the heavily strong... weighted curve of this. It's a Chibnall seven, yeah. It's a Chibnall seven, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, okay. So it's not, and because of the story <laughs> plot I just described to you, yeah. which is just. Which Nothing. is no it's worse the... than anything else in this series. <laughs> like, and at least there were only three of them rather than six. Um, what's the what's the what's the user what's the user review there? It's got an eight. Hmm. Majority eight, second biggest, and nine. 
Oh, wow, it trends up. Okay. Third biggest are seven. Yeah, they're right. Then ten. <laughs> then six. And then one. <laughs> one. There's no... no. I, I feel really happy for people who watch that episode and would give it a ten, genuinely, because that must... That must just be a nice way to live your life. I didn't good. know they still did lobotomies. <laughs> you're coming at you're coming at everyone today. You're taking those prisoners. Think about Dan. You got to remember about Dan. He's an equal opportunities offender. He's awful to everyone, and therefore somehow we should forgive him. Um. <laughs> no, I don't want to be offended. I don't. I don't want to be forgiven. That's the difference. That's the I'm going to be a cunt to each and every one of you, slowly and surely, and it's going to be a glorious car crash. Anyway, it is not the second highest rated episode. It is the it's fourth not... highest rated episode. Really? Yes. Okay. So they actually rated, what, War of Centaurans higher? Yes. Boris okay. on Tyrants is the second highest after, of course, the Weeping Angels. Were... Oh, Weeping Angels has slipped to a 9 out of 10 overall. Huh. Yeah. So then second place, War of the mm-hmm. Tyrants. Third place? You're going to have to tell me because I wouldn't. The, Go the, on. the first one, the, the Halloween Apocalypse. Oh, okay. A very strong 8. And really? Then, uh, okay. once... then, then this one, which is actually looking a bit. And then. The Once Upon a Time, the third episode, which was uh, a fucking disgrace. Because the planet's called so Time. It's very clever, Dan. It's very clever. It's mythological. Considering I gave that mm. episode a one, I should probably give this one a two. However, very I wanted to give that one a zero, and they didn't have mm. a zero option. So for me, this is a one out of ten. This is an absolute failure of television. Even they have a one in the bank, so yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I, it, I'll give it a point for um, <laughs> Robert Bathurst. Yes. I quite like Kate For his Trump, existence. The, uh, for him being a person who exists in the universe. Yeah. One out of ten. Just yeah. the world's a little better because Robert Bathurst exists. I'd, I'd agree. Um, what was I talking about? The, so I've done their plot. Oh, Sna- I did do Snaky Boys End of Plot. Yeah, the Santarans are actually the masterminds behind one part of this. Oh my god, I've just understood that the Sontarans are this alien invasion that the Doctor was warning about. Fuck me, I've 51 minutes had to talk about the show after the show to clock. <laughs> Did you clock that? What's that? No, definitely didn't clock <laughs> that. You're listening what, what? to the podcast, you're in! I'm That's not a even, little go on. Fuck you. What, what did I clock? What did I not, or what did I, the, what did I not clock? The invasion? The invasion of the Sontarans in 2021 is what the the prophecy that the doctor sent them off about was that's what they had to find that it's the sontarans and they had to stop the sontarans because if you want your episode of doctor who to be important and special you have to have a recording of the doctor telling you something from the future or past yes that's that's what a good doctor episode has in it yeah Um, which is always really fun because in the first time it was used, which was, of course, in the you know the finale of the first okay. season with Christopher Eccleston sending Rose home, and he's just talking, and you think it's a recording, and then he looks at her and says goodbye, and it's heartbreaking because it was like live feed, and he just didn't want her to talk back, and that's such a wonderfully sweet way of using it. Mm. Uh, and then, I mean, with Tennant, we've had a few sort of like you know you've got the Blink the very cold, out. yeah. 
Blink's a stand-up because it's very cold and it's very do this thing and it, she thinks she's being betrayed by him and it shows that sort of power of the Time Lord Victorious and it's hinting where that Doctor's going. But of course mm. it's a fake out and he has saved them. Um, and then in this one, um, it, it, there were some jokes. Well, one joke repeated a couple of times of, oh, this is a recording. Maybe you're applying these things. Oh, it would be weird if you weren't. <laughs> I'm the Doctor. I'm so fucking quirky. <laughs> I'm going to do some fucking crime tonight, Mike. I'll tell you that now. There's going to be crime dripping from my lips. What does that mean? I don't know. Dripping from your lips. <laughs> oh, I have so many questions. <laughs> and so little interest in the answers. Oh, but anyway, Snakey yeah. Boy's working for the fucking Sontarans. The Sontarans are now invading Is us he because working of the them universe or are they work- I don't think... No, he's, he's not working for them. He's doing a deal. He's working them, for right? them. No, he's working for them. He, he's a broker of the universe or something. I don't fucking know. I thought he was... I okay, yeah. I didn't think he was working for them. I thought he was like he was basically handing them, handing them Earth as a gift or in exchange for something. No, it's like there's the universe is literally ending at the doorstep of Earth, and also now the Centaurans yeah. here to shit it up a bit. And it's yeah. like, I feel like you've tried to raise the stakes, but you're trying mm. to raise the stakes on the universe is about to be erased and Earth is last to. The universe is about to be erased, and maybe Earth will be owned by the Santarans when it happens. <laughs> There's no increase in stakes with this reveal. This reveal of anything. You're literally rearranging all... the deck chairs on the universe wide Titanic, yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it is literally. Uh... Did That's you possibly know the who... worst use of the word literally I've ever made, by the way, because they are not literally rearranging deck chairs. So uh, I apologize. No, it was on. It looked English like the. Well, literally doesn't mean literally. That's not the definition of literally. That's true. That's true. That's shifted. One of the definitions of literally is not literally, which I adore. I, know, I think that's a wonderful... <laughs> that is beautiful. That sums out why writing's so fucking hard. Um, anyway, we got the Doctor's plot. Shall skim... Oh, oh, no, Vinda was killed. I remember that. Yeah, there was a lot of stories going on again. Yeah. Uh, so, right. So, right. I missed so. Vinda getting killed. Did I, look, I looked away. Yeah, he got slurped by the thing, didn't he? Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, they, they, he's, they a, he's in the passenger now because apparently having just one person in there that I don't give a fuck about wasn't enough. They've got to have two. Um, <laughs> the... <laughs> I like how all the angels hang around with their hands on their faces, but they're clearly... It's got side-eye to each other and they hang in massive big things. I'm like, they clearly can see mm. each other. Yeah. Unless we big angels have no peripheral vision. They're absolutely fucked. Mm. I thought misguidedly that this episode might be fun with mm. uh, uh, t- the weeping angel that was in Yaz's time stream revealed to be the doctor and as a sick game those two people swarm and as you're throw this doctor at it and we get scary face doctor weeping angel and it was going to be uh, them being yeah. hunted through time by the that's weeping angel too, that's too far the use of the concept it would be much better to have a cliffhanger that you then completely dismantle five minutes into the next episode that's much more entertaining that's what the kids want so though. you you haven't seen Discovery season four yet because it doesn't air in this fucking country until it's, May or some shit. It, it's 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 over now. I just haven't got around to watching it. You reminded me I need to. Yes, because they've just they've just put it out and they're over here now. No, what Paramount yeah. Plus? I don't think it's over here yet. No, they put it on a few different things. You can get it on um, I think it's on iTunes and there's a one of the one of the free streaming. They 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 backpedaled and put it on something. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. can't be asked to watch. Anyway, the the villain of that is the Flux. There's a mysterious entity thing no. that's destroying a planet with its gravitational stuff. Yeah, it destroys a planet in the first episode, 
And Spoilers. I've seen a screenshot of the second episode and it is such a better way of implementing this exact same storyline. Mm. Because, of course, the planet they blow up is somebody on the uh, Enterprise, on Discovery's planet to of add course. a bit of emotional weight to it. You've got to have a close-up of someone on the verge of tears. It's Discovery. That's 50% of the shots. So. Yeah, and it... It, it's yeah. somebody, you know, who's a bit more of a, you know, somebody who gets stuff done, but then they've got to go and do, they're the only person who could do this certain thing. So they're, they're pushed to the edge and they're trying to really yeah, pull yeah, things yeah, together. Yeah. And, you know, actual decent, well put together storytelling. I'm sorry I ever doubted you, Discovery. Um, your first <laughs> season was fucking shit, though. Um, it wasn't shit. It was just so not Star Trek and it made me so angry. I, I, yeah, I keep balancing back. I think it's an amazing cast. I think some of the writing on Discovery is not quite where I want it to be, but it's. Oh, the last so season good. was alright. It's just it kind of at the end it's like, oh, why are we doing this? What's this? I I liked that it was a smaller scale thing. But anyway, there's a yeah. big thing. But the big thing sentient and sort of chases them a little bit and they're like, oh shit, it's alive. And then they reveal the big thing, and it's kind of like it's shown as this massive anomaly. It's like light years across. But it looks like an eye. It looks like a closed eyelid. Mm. And I don't know if that if it's that's deliberate imagery, but trying to do this sort of like more kind of god vibe and feel, and it felt so like, just from that screenshot, I was like, oh, shit, I've got to watch this series because that's cool imagery and that's so Star Trek. Mm. I can't remember what the Flux looks like. <laughs> what, what the did, Flux? What What did the... What did the Flux... Six episodes, five episodes until we got to that joke. What Thank did you. the Flux look like? Uh, it looked like, looked like your, your hopes and dreams dying, Brian. Because there was the blue flickly lights, but that wasn't the Flux, was it? It was kind of... it. Within it look a bit like... um. You know when it was a bit like, wasn't it? Wasn't there a bit of Isn't there a bit of you, billowing, no, a bit rolling, spiky lightning? and... It looked like... Um, you know like when people undercook mints, but so it's got grey and it doesn't have the nice browns and stuff in it? Imagine that in a washing machine. Hmm. And that's what I've got in my head. That sort of vibe. Undercooked mints in a washing machine, yeah. Yeah. 90% fall. Just rustling hmm. around on a spin, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. But anyway, shit, we, we found out what the division was. Yeah, which in this you episode, called, that, right? You called that. Yeah, it's sec- Section 31, mate. It's just Section 31. Well, it's Section 31, but the, you specifically called that it would be called the division because the division between universes. That's something I can't remember if you said on the show or whether yeah. you uh, well, said I, I said but... I said it was... It, no, I said something a little bit cleverer. It okay. was the division <laughs> because it was the division of somebody's timelines and they peel people out of their timelines... <laughs> That's and the joke right. was I was saying up that it's that's just Loki. What I was trying to you did didn't clock it, but I'm just doing I the didn't, TV I didn't from get Loki. It. I apologize. Yeah. yeah. And I just fucking carry on because uh, you know, I persist. You can't, if you if you slow me. down for me down the magical stop, right? Like you you've <laughs> got to assume the audience is smarter than me, otherwise this whole show falls apart. So I, I get it. It's fine. You know how I hate the death. Um <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So, 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 yes, yeah, but it's actually, yeah. it's in the division, so it's stored between the first and the second universe, and it was somehow involved with the creation of the universe, but also wasn't, and that old lady was somebody whose name I can't remember, who, I did not know who they were, and I thought they were talking about the old guy from the end of Timeless Child, and I was like, oh, but they're not mm. talking about that, they were talking about the person who found the, do- I'm glad they recapped that. Dr. Stepmum, yeah, they definitely knew that yeah. they weren't going to know who that was. A shocking, that. a shocking reveal probably shouldn't be followed by an explanation of why that reveal is shocking. 
that doesn't generally seem like one would that... set it up. The, the the very cliche hack writer thing to do would have been to have a moment earlier in the episode where the doctor's like, oh, "I bloody love my stepmom. She really did a great job bringing me up. <laughs> I miss her. I wonder what she's up to nowadays." And you'd have that yeah. like happen like maybe twice throughout the season. Um, and then when you know that character then returns, you go, like, "Ah, oh, okay. Now I get yeah. it. Makes sense." So the division. Mm. ran the universe and then went, ah, oh, we're deleting that because the Doctor exists in it. Now, call me old-fashioned. If you... <laughs> You're old-fashioned. <laughs> Thank you. If you have to just, like, destroy mm. an entire universe because of one person in it, right? Surely, yeah. yeah, the simple thing to do would be to just, like, take <clears throat> out that one person while they're having a nap or a wank or something. Yeah. <laughs> just, just flux them. You, you, just you, what I would do them. is I'd either manifest a snake inside them or blow their house up. That's what I do. One of those, one of those no, two options. No, shrink their house down. Shrink their house oh, and blow their house up. Oh, houses have had a fucking oh, bad time. It's been a tough one for houses this series. <laughs> that would have been a nice moment. The, the house is about to explode and the Carvinista runs up and shrinks it and the explosion just goes... Pfft. It's a tiny little explosion because it's now a small house. Very good. Yeah, it's a cute little idea. It's a good Which idea. You should pitch it. <laughs> I'm not pitching it. <laughs> so you got the yeah. The division is the division. So it exists between universe one and universe two, which I just love that the universes are just separated physically. Yeah, there's just no numbers. Universe one, and then mm. there's universe two, and they're just sort of like next to each other, and you can't see them. Yeah. <laughs> they just they exist in physical space. It's over but then they, yeah. they, she, she has the line of, and now we're going into universe. We're flying towards universe two because that's the. Th so they weren't actually in the division between universes. They're just currently in the division between universes. They're leaving that universe to go into the next universe. Mm. Well, maybe so there's like a, maybe there's like a subspace. There's like a space between well, no, the universes. It showed... they it physically showed that they were between the two universes. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. The, so, why why is she destroying the universe? Just because the Doctor was saving some people? I don't think, universally mm. speaking, the Doctor's made that much of a dent. That's... Potentially yeah. on a galaxy-wide sort of scale, but I, I don't feel like... Mm. She's, no, she's yeah. She's done a good job of protecting whales. But yeah, like you're right on like a universal level, not so much. Yeah, like might be even just like, you know, the Isle of Man or one of those little volcanoes that erupts outside Japan, and then it's like you get an extra square meter of sand, and you can stand on it and be like, it's a new island, and it's gone. That yeah. kind of level of, yeah, like not made a huge amount of dent in the world. Like in if the, the Isle of Man no. was, yeah, if the Isle of Man was wiped out, I don't think anyone would notice. <laughs> I don't know if anyone listening to this is keeping a list of the many groups that Dad. Oh God, Dad, Dad, what are you doing? Dad's Dad is. I, I've got a theory, Dad. I think you're intentionally sabotaging sabotaging this show so that you don't have to record anymore. I think that's what this is. <laughs> We've only I got think, one I think, more. Fucking hell. I, well, I mean, but then we're transitioning into a Fast and Furious recap show, aren't we? Um, I was thinking about uh, that. I think we should 100% record commentaries. Of, I want to record your live reactions to the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> I want to be there in the room. I want to be here listening in. I want to share that with the audience. Because I think you 
experiencing the entirety of the Fast and Furious oeuvre in real time would be, oh, it'd be magical. I tell you what, in January, we hit yeah. a point where there's only two more episodes of Doctor Who in the next year and 11 months. That's probably the time to do it. That's the gap. That's the, well, if, 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 people, if, people st- if anyone's still listening to this, um, no one from the Isle of Man <laughs> is listening to this right now. Um, if people still listen to that, yeah, I guess. If people want it. Yeah. <laughs> so right. Oh fuck! There was so much more to talk about, but just because a lot—it's so dense. It's like you it's know when, dense, like, yeah. you know, like when your nan bakes you a cake, but the dementia's really started to creep in, and it's impenetrable, and it's <laughs> just got this sort of like just you're like uh, the instrument. I need to in- even begin to eat this is a jackhammer. I feel like that's the writing level we're at right now. Right. Yeah. We're just at this sort of brutal, fucking solid. Just, I mean, I, we got to Section 31 and then fucking whatever her name is, I can't remember, was like, aha, Section 31, no, Division, <laughs> I genuinely thought that was the name of it. The Division was Time Lords who were decided that the Time Lords were wrong and that they should interfere. And I went, mm. oh, you're like the Doctor. And they were like, but evil. <laughs> yeah. And I went, no, what if the Doctor was evil? That's an interesting twist. And, but they've re- and it's like, how big is it? She's like, it's 110 million billion people throughout space and time. Well, that's that's Ooh. that's textbook, isn't it? That's textbook at this point. That's the let's say a big number so that it sounds like something important is happening thing. Yeah, it's a, a shit ton of people, and whoa, foof, wow, look how big it is. We're not going to show you. We've shown yeah. you like a field of weeping angels and a dog, and we're gonna you know, you're gonna have to from there just then assume. <laughs> There's more to it than that. Oh, it's so I, I hate hearing you like this, Dan. I hate hearing you like this. Well, we met I, the doctor's mum. Stepmum. You called me mother. I was like, oh, you are not surviving this episode, are you? I so, like, right, let I, me like just... the, I like the stepmum, but then we're going to also do a little speech about how they're, don't worry, there's still mysteries. Who knows where you came from originally? It's like, oh, you brilliant geniuses. How many it? previous lives have I had? The answers are there, but if you open it, You'll never know. Next episode. Oh, they're going to open it. It's a good, it's a good, I mean, it's a good get out, actually, of how many previous doctors were there. Well, I'm not saying. Taps knows. Yeah. Doctors sacrifices that information. It's unknowable, yeah. After. yeah. Yeah, sacrifice that information to save the universe. Very Doctor Who. Nah. <laughs> Fuck it. That was an idea we had for two seconds. I'm now going to change it. Why is there a nude there? Why not just bring another character back for this point? You've got so many of the cunts flapping around the place doing fuck all. Oh, guess about a war in the future. Oh, you've written a thing on the floor. That'll do. There's a pocket watch. There's a good <laughs> shout out to series three of Doctor Who. I swear I, may, I swear I called ago. that out. I swear like a few episodes ago I said they're going to do the pocket watch thing. I might be wrong, but I swear I did. You probably did. You might probably. have done. I might have done. Oh, I was I was bizarrely shocked. A thing that didn't click to me is when we saw Belle interact with Carvanista. I went, "Oh yeah, she's not like in the future where everything's destroyed. Like everything's destroyed now. It just happened so quickly and so over the top, and we never dwelt on it." That oh, I you're understand right. the state of the universe. Yeah, I thought she was in she's... the future as well. Yeah, but she's not. She's at the outskirts as this thing's coming in. Yeah. Yeah, and then, oh. but then the last episode, I think I wanted to say was like, "Oh no, I thought I was gonna. She's actually in the past, way in the past, because of." Um, she's left these messages for Vinda and they could dramatically be separated. But no, they're just knocking around at the same time. Um, but yeah, because the so that's the state of the universe. The universe has been completely destroyed and the Doctor didn't notice, mm. even though it's happening really slowly and gradually. 
which is good. Um, we got a little bit more timeless Wikipedia en- editing. Just some more updates of, yes, you're from a wormhole. But I don't... Was I from the wormhole? Maybe there was a bus that comes to the wormhole and I was going to get on it to go to the wormhole shops. And then she was like, ah, but the, the, the wormhole was to universe number two. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, there's there's different universes, but you can only travel between them linearly. Is this... is this what, why, why, Where do you think this comes from? Is it is it just an attempt to make things things that are interesting happen or is this like a weird attempt to kind of establish a legacy to basically go i'm going to make as much impact on the lore of this show in as brief a time as possible is that is it like is it that is it that he wants to kind of have that impact do you think or do you think it's uh that it's i don't know he just thinks he has to throw a million things at the screen i think it's one of those films where like a dog becomes president and the Chris Chibnall is just way over his head and is just throwing every idea at the pan and hoping that it's right. because it's convoluted, people think it's clever. Mm. Like, you know, how people perceived Moffat's stuff, but it was actually had a lot of character work and heart in it. Whereas this is just, this is just lifeless. It's basically, it's just slowly explaining one of those boards on a detective wall with like all the strings and red pins between it all. And just being like, look, it's it's complicated, so therefore it's good. And it's yes. it's neither thing. It's impenetrable, and it's really badly written because there's absolute the whole universe is being threatened, and no one has taken a moment to go, oh, this chips. This, we've not had any breath. Yeah, and the only two good episodes of this show have just gone. Actually, these were written before. These were episodes that are episodes of Doctor Who and you're just trying to glue them all together with as much stuff as possible because we've got Vinder and his Grand Serpent but that's just going back to the Sontarans who were absolutely and completely and immediately erased two episodes, three episodes ago and now it's like, oh, the Sontarans are back and they're a threat. I'm like, we beat them in two different timelines. We built them with fucking gunpowder. They're not (laughs) a threat. Yeah. There's no... There's nothing that Santarans are the overall winners of Earth. Absolute fucking horseshit. Just so what's the what's the what's the end game of this? Are we just gonna we're not gonna just go to another universe and like, oh everyone died. Bye, I'm Chris Chibnall. Are we gonna move no. everyone to universe two and then suddenly stuff goes on there, which would be interesting? Are we gonna just undo it's it? Gonna be gonna, a, it's gonna be an undo, isn't it? It's gonna have to be. It's gonna be a It's gonna be a Is it do we know yet the full extent of what um, old like Victorian Liverpudlian dudes built. No, he's just found some wormholes. Room? There's some wormholes and things are coming through the wormholes, and he shoots. So it's gonna be that. It's gonna be that he's built some kind of machine. So he's built some big undo button, and they're going to use that and reset to a point in the past, and it's gonna be. And and Dan's gonna end up as the fucking guy who runs the museum. Do something like that, like genuinely, like Dan's gonna end up in charge of the museum. I know that's coming. Because it's really? the one thing we know about. Can't do callbacks anyways. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, that could that might not happen. Dan is a character who we've seen the first twenty four hours of, and then three years not of. And in that time, he has not changed a fucking iota. You don't change much at that age. Once you're locked in at that point, you are who you are, in fairness. 
<laughs> I enjoyed it. Did he have a beard? But only after they travelled to China. They had a three-year gap, and he stayed clean-shaven, and then he got a beard in the next like month or so. I missed that entirely. I think at that point, I'd, I'd become face-blind, maybe at that point. I don't know. Um, there was another pocket watch, and then it was like, oh, you're going to... We can reveal everything or blow up the universe. And the Doctor was like, well, I'm not going to blow up the universe. And she's like, oh, no. And then, uh, you know, Tweedledee and Tweedledum turned up, and then it ended with, we're going to kill the Doctor. And then there was a trailer that showed that the Doctor doesn't get killed. No, that would that would be a power play to kill the Doctor. Just go, yeah, the Doctor's dead. Doctor's dead. Fix <laughs> this, dead Russell. <laughs> like, go for it. It's that's seriously the, that's the weird the, thing, isn't it? It's honestly, like two right? Two more episodes. I like your. I think your theory might also be true that this isn't going to result. Oh yeah, but in this, the end of Flux. Yeah. Yeah. That this is going to end on a big cliffhanger, and then those two episodes are like the big feature-length finale kind of. Is it three? Okay. Yeah, New Year's Easter and the BBC Centenary. I could see. Oh, and the BBC Centenary. So that's where you bring in other doctors, right? No, because About... the 60th will be the next special. When's the next? When's the 60th? Oh my god, November I just 23rd, 2023. God. That went quickly, because I remember the last one. I remember the 50th. I was, I was at a the different 50th. country. <laughs> I, I, I had a great time watching the 50th. I watched it at this tiny telly in the, in Finland. It was great. It's alright there. On the big screen, the BFI. That was a, um, that's, like, that's an episode where loads of stuff's going on and it really changed stuff, but it was a really positive, wonderful thing like because there's two ways out of this storyline either you kill the universe and doctor who becomes the world's most fucking depressing tv show or you don't kill the universe and then what was the point unless we have some personal stakes set up which we just fucking don't hmm. where did the weeping angel girl go doesn't matter dan none of it matters <laughs> you gotta move on dan you gotta you gotta function for the rest of the week this is this is well, an intervention Um, so, yeah, well, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> Zir and Swarm turn up and then they kill her and then they're not on her side. So we've got three f- main enemies happening at once, just like the well-revered Spider-Man 3. Three... Yeah, classic Spider-Man 3, or, or of course the unforgettable Batman Forever. Um, yeah. Oh no, sorry, Batman There's... Forever is only two. Batman and Robin is three, isn't it? You had one per sequel. That's the rule, isn't it? Batman there, so Robin. there was. Oh, I don't fucking Go know. Go on. No, 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 sorry, I knocked you off with my Batman trivia. I, I, I feel knocked off of life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping I don't put the shotgun in my mouth before the next episode. I really... Oh, come on, Barry. <laughs> come on, man. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to. It? Yeah. Yeah, because Russell's coming back down. Don't forget Russell. Russell will die of a fucking. Russell Fucking. Omicron variant, and then where are we going to be? That's what's going to fucking Omicron. What the fuck is this? What's happening with this world? It's, I just want something where there's like cool aliens and we're having a good time, not like everything's miserable. I'm like, I know everything's miserable. Well, thank God this podcast can stand as a light in the darkness and be a, a beacon of happiness and joy. <laughs> Everyone. I think this, no, I think this is therapy. This is group therapy yeah. for a lot it's of uh, heavily. Heavily insulted people whom I love very much, and they know I love them. They know they know the fun we have here. But anyway, so yeah, we've got the division, which is super evil, and there's millions of them just behind that curtain. No, don't look. And they were going to destroy the universe. Mm -hmm. 
and go to Universe 2, which has always been there, I'm guessing. Just over there. No, well, you have a backup, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. It was always there. Always back, always, always back up your universes. But now, Swarm <laughs> and Azura are going to turn up. And they're going to the do is something. That, is that the name of those two characters? I've gone to this Swarm... stage without knowing what the names of the I two have said their names are. in every episode of this I podcast. I wasn't listening. Literally don't listen. I wasn't listening to They are band. called Swarm yeah. and yeah. Azure. Solid. So swarm, which stands for Sontarans, Weeping Angels, and then something else. Um, no, it doesn't. It just that's when Christian will get the only clue, the only teasing he did about this. He said the word swarm, and everyone's like, "What? Well, it stands for Sontarans, Weeping Angels. We've got an R. We've got an M. What are they going to be? M's the master. The master's giving it. What's R? We bring about the fucking Rutans or whatever the fuck they are. But no, it turned out that it was it, it's just the name of a dude who isn't the swarm. Unless, of course, every time he sucks someone in, he's a passenger as well, and they're all saved in there, and the Doctor does get zapped. But, oh, look, it's he's a passenger, and they're all passengers. I've fucking got people up my Everyone's ass. Everyone's really a passenger. I, I... <sighs> the Doctor reboots the universe from her own DNA, and everybody becomes the Doctor. And miraculously, <laughs> the Doctor survives. And every all, life starts yeah. because of the Doctor and not yeah. only is the Doctor the most special universe Gallifrey person in the whole Literally had the line, I am the one, in this week's episode. Literally, the Doctor said that, I am the one. Which is so... The, the Doctor's the most... I don't want to write Doctor Who anymore. <laughs> That's okay. Scribble up all my plot. But anyway, yeah, so the woman who was going to blow up the universe... Well, who was blowing up the universe has been killed. And now two mm. other people who I still don't know what the fuck they want have taken over the thing that can blow up the universe. So that has changed the stakes in no way whatsoever. Why didn't why didn't she just kill the Doctor and then put the universe back if she cares about the universe so much? Because <laughs> then there would be an episode of Doctor Who, Dad. You're not thinking it through. You're not thinking you think, it through. You're you thinking think of this from like a lot logic and storytelling point of view, and that's the wrong way to go about it. But do you think we're ever going to hear about this division again after, like, the flashbacks in the next episode? Not at all, no. no this is a one and done. Because they're building up so much. We've only got, like, we've got one episode of the special of this series, whatever the fuck it is, and then three specials left. And they've built up this sort of, like, all of these stakes. And I'm like, yeah, but here's the thing, right? These aren't going to last. Mm. And you're not letting the Doctor do enough damage to make them a credible threat. I mean, if you could crack the division open by episode four and have them panic and scamper around and make them, you know, really laser focus in on what they're doing and make them interesting. But they're not doing that. So the division and the flux control the flux. And then there's also Swarm and Azure who just want to probably just burn everything to the ground, which was already happening anyway. So who the fuck knows? And also the Tyrants are here <laughs> blowing Earth up because fuck it. Why not? It's amazing how you can add so much plot and not up the stakes at all. Yeah. There's been literally no increase. There's no... From the first episode to this episode, we've just had... The universe has been blown up. And we've got no... We've had nothing. There's been no progression, thematically, no. character, or even basic story, other than the reveal that the Division is just Section 31, which is the most boring fucking answer for the Division and the one we were all like, yeah, it'd probably be that, wouldn't it? Yeah. And we also had to sit through that fucking funny hermit. Yeah, that really got on. You didn't like that character at all. That got on your skin. I really hate Chris Chibnall's attempts at comedy because they are so mm. shit. That man cannot write a joke. I think he's worse at comedy than he is at science fiction. 
No, genuinely. You know, you need you know you yeah. need your infinite monkeys and infinite typewriters and infinite time. One mm-hmm. monkey, just like a fucking piece of paper in its own feces, could bash this fucking script down in about five minutes. That's the level we're at now. I genuinely hate the man. I think his work is terrible. You know, he might be a nice person. He might not beat his kids. Probably does. But he's, <laughs> he might be... <laughs> God, I'm oh. trying to get a rise out of you all episode. And there it is, finally. I've been, I've, I've been getting, you've been getting a rise out of me all episode. What are you talking about? Um, I like the shocked gasp, though. That's what I always like to go for. I, I don't think Chris Chibnall beats his kids. I have established on this podcast already. He's an incel and quite clearly a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> too much it's too much it's been a long week it's of writing and now this it's not too much oh god tell me about it fucking hell I'm at that bit where I'm just checking all the fu- I'm going through all the fucking toothpick fucking detail level of like if this happens does this affect any of it and you move one thing and you have to check it all yeah. and it's just it's that fucking and the then this shit me, gets yeah. fu- you know I hate white men that's the real <laughs> problem here if we gave women and people of fucking every other ethnicity a chance, maybe we wouldn't get shit like this. Because white people who are shit can get really high-powered jobs. If anything, this show is making me super less racist than are I you apparently implying? already am. Are you implying? That I was the taxi culture? driver, Mike! I was all the taxi along. driver all along! Oh. oh, you didn't see it, did you? You didn't reveal it! Amazing. <laughs> Oh, what a rising of the stakes and a reveal of an interesting mystery subplot. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> I can do it. Yeah, no, this, you're, abso- you're, you're absolutely right. That, that, yeah, they're, the fact that pop culture pulls from such a relatively small group of people when it could be drawing from such a much wider group of people is, yeah, it's a consistent problem. Just from yeah, a, pr- put- a creative point of view, as well as the obvious human reason that that's a bad idea. Um, you give Mallory Blackman a fucking episode, she knocks it out of the fucking park. She knocks ab- the park absolutely. out of the fucking park. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's just so many... Yeah, there's a lot of really good talent over there that's been scaved over too long. And for me, this feels like the... I think like what this show is actually celebrating is just the end of man as the dominant uh, gender species, whatever. I'm glad. I'm pro-woman. Let's do it. Let's... Let's all... It's all women now. Fuck it. If I don't get any jobs because women take them, let's fucking go. Yeah, you don't need another white cunt right this shit. But you'll never get to play the craze. Never get to play... I used to play them in primary school all the time because Doctor Who wasn't on. <laughs> you know who I... God, Mike, back in the... Pro, remember playing Who's Train Robbers? Craig, oh, Who's your no, favourite I used to play player? Train Robbers. That was my favourite. Train... You oh, the Train, train Robbers. robbers. Like, yeah. What's... Yeah, the... Tra- Play train. Everyone was the train robbers, and I'd be the one who put the shotgun in the mouth of the hostages, and we'd have to steal off with the money. And oh, you never played train robbers. Oh, no, you never, I, I no, lack of shotguns played, in high school. You never played kick the kid with freckles to death. Oh, you never no, played. Never played you that never one. played. Didn't live. Didn't live. You never played British Bulldog. You never played British Bulldog. We played. No, I played a lot of British Bulldog as a kid, which is kind of when you look back, that's awful. Would you like to explain the rules of British Bulldog, a game we both played in school, to the people who may not understand? It's No, I don't, because I, I think it would immediately <laughs> get both of us in a lot of trouble. It was a violent, horrible thing. Oh. Did it ever get to high school? It was gone by, by the time I was in high school. It was a primary yeah. school exclusive. It was a primary school thing, yeah, I don't remember. Well, and also when you're in secondary school, you're, you stop playing those kind of games as well, don't you? The- you're not running around the playground I... anymore so much. No, I totally yeah. did. Oh, you did? <laughs> All the time, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I like running around. Who doesn't well, like running we're... around? It's fun. 
Yeah. Yeah, I used to Good like play. running around. Yeah, I was, I was you know, hanging out with the smokers and being ignored by uh, girls. That was my that was my main secondary school uh, experience. <laughs> I was I was hanging out with the 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 Yu Gi Oh fans. Okay. And, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you know, fingering what I could. I think's the way. <laughs> the horrible Jesus. way I'm gonna say that. <laughs> Jesus. It's my favourite game in the world. I only oh, do this podcast to just see just to what I have me. to say to stop Mike Bithell appearing on it. That's the that's the fun for me. We're that's definitely real... tiptoeing I... up to that line. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've got a reputation to maintain, man. I've, I've got to be. I gotta be a good person. I'm quite abrasive to my uh, to anybody I host the podcast. The most recent podcasts, were, which I do with um, Matt and and many a Truna, John. Um, mm. I started it at the time everybody said they'd be there, and people were late, but I was already talking, so they just had to sort of carry on. But hilariously, because <laughs> I thought that's a you're funny bad thing. You're to bad do. friend, Dan. That's what you're. That's what you're. I thought that's a funny thing to do. Matt yeah. genuinely overslept and turned up an hour in, and we could really <laughs> ridicule him for it because we we're an hour into the recording of that part. That's good. That was that's good. good. Good time. I liked. I liked. You know, if you come on a podcast, me, it's a bit of a challenge. It's like you know, I like to yeah. think that. My podcasts mm. are quite a lot like Mock the Week, you know, okay. men heavy, uh, mostly, you know, <laughs> you have to fight to get your lines in, you mm. know, Fra- Frankie Boyle was evolved for a while. But I've, I've learned, go. I've definitely learned to stand back and let you roll. That's, that's the, that's the <laughs> lesson I've learned on this show. This is, uh, it's good. <laughs> that's the safe thing to do, I feel. That's I the, think so. I've got. I'm one of those people who I just mm. think I'm like, ah, fuck it. I work in a, I work in a warehouse eventually. Yeah. I know that's coming. Like I'm gonna, I've got manual mm-hmm. labor on the cards, and just I'm gonna just enjoy watching this all burn. I think really is the, the slowly, <laughs> the slow deconstruction that has destroy all my friendships, and then just me alone stacking mm. the multi monolith. Oh, that's why I watched this. I, I watched the South Park special. There's, there there's South something special? South Park special. Yeah, they've just done another one. It's set 40 years in the future, and it was genuinely depressing as fuck. It was really fun. <laughs> I, was, I worry. I think yeah. maybe you should stop watching Doctor Who at some point. I think Doctor Who's uh, hurting you, Dan. I think it's hurting you. We're, well, we've got four episodes left. Yeah, Only we'll get through one those. Of flux. Only one. Well, like, I, I, I think the more I think about it, the more I think you're dead on that it's not going to end next weekend. <laughs> I think you're absolutely. You called it a while ago. I think you're absolutely right. I think it's gonna. It's gonna keep going. Well, it's typing. I'm now it's typing. I'm now checking if mm. ah they have revealed the synopsis for the new <clears> day <throat> special, and I can't see it because I use an ad blocker. Who else has got it? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay, so the pic. Oh god, the picture on the. <laughs> oh god. Oh, this poor show. The promotional picture is the TARDIS with like it's got loads of red lines and cracks and stuff appearing in it, and it's dying. But it's so badly photoshopped over the windows; it's fucking hilarious. Um, where's the special? Where's the where's the special thing? Okay, here we go. Oh. Okay, I don't think we can carry on with Flux. Okay, Sarah, uh, Aisling B. Who I uh, recently what uh, saw in that fucking awful Home Alone sequel? Oh, is she in that? Yeah, have you huh. seen that? I've not. I've been warned off it. I've not seen that yet, dude. 
Watch it. Great? It's such a it's such an amazing film. Because so here's the here's the pitch, right? Imagine mm. if it was a Home Alone film, yeah. But you instead of rooting for the kid, rooted mm-hmm. for the burglars. Okay. Because the film starts by establishing the burglars and why they're burgling, and the mm. kid's just an absolute cut, and it's like completely devoid of joy, and it gets really violent. Like he puts like fucking nails or like pins into the end of his Nerf guns and fires mm. them at these two people who <laughs> are like struggling, and that's why they're stealing from the house that they thought would be empty. And it's dark, and it just has no self-awareness, and it thinks it's a holly jolly Christmas adventure. But it just kind of feels like the death of all of art. It's great. I recommend it. Anyway. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna recommend something to you, which I think will bring you joy. Um, uh-huh. Is uh, also on Disney Plus. Is um, the Beatles, the Peter Jackson Beatles documentary. Uh-huh. My God, it's good. You gotta watch it, man. I it's have, I have so no interest or love for the Beatles. Let me sell you it. I, Let me sell you it. It doesn't matter. It does not matter if you like the Beatles. It is. It's. It's reconstructed footage. It's. I think it's about like eight or nine hours long, and it is basically fly on the wall footage of them putting together an album, and it's the yeah. best. Like it's a. It's just watching four people who, regardless of whether you like their music or not, were obviously all geniuses, right? It's watching four geniuses argue and figure out creative problems together, and it's just, oh, it's so good. It's, uh, that sounds it's fun. Amazing. I do like it. I do like Peter Jackson's documentary thing. Have you ever seen um, They Shall Not Grow Old? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's got, it's fucking... got a similar... It's got a similar vibe in the sense that I think Peter <laughs> Jackson is very good. Stop <laughs> it, stop genuinely... it. Don't go there, don't do it, don't do it. Don't do it, Dad. Let it hang out there. Let me... <laughs> Let me put, walk it back over and don't you don't need to do it. Walk it back, Mike. Walk it, walk it back quick, Mike. I think it's got a similar vibe in the sense that Peter Jackson, his his approach to documentary making is basically seems <laughs> to be to do as little as possible, but in an incredibly yeah. like clever way. He's he's very much someone who steps back and lets the subject speak, uh, which yeah. from a documentary maker is very cool. And in this, you get the same vibe from this. It feels it feels like. There isn't a director, and of course there is, because he's making all those selections about which footage to put in. But it just feels like a very raw, honest depiction of a series of events. And, and in that sense, it's a similar documentary. Is what I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> 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 but it's very good. It's, it's definitely worth watching. That's beautiful. It's great. great. I didn't realise Hawkeye was out until I just saw it on Disney+. Plus. So I've got to watch that. It's fun, yeah. yeah we've watched the first couple of episodes. I, I'm, I love it... Marvel, right? I love a bit of Marvel as well, mate. That's all I want. I want a little bit of slightly Christmas cheery Marvel. That's what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, it's very kind of... I'll, I'll be honest, like, I'm kind of regretting that we watched it now rather than watching it, like, in one big binge near Christmas. If I was oh, you, okay. if you can wait, I... Because the first two episodes are solid. Like, it's a... Mm-hmm. It is definitely that kind of Christmas, kind of Shane Black for all the family kind of vibe. Um, mm-hmm. It's got that kind of Christmassy vibe. Um... But I, I, I wish I'd watched it all in one go at Christmas. I think I, the whole watching it weekly thing, I think I, I would rather watch it all in one go. But it's good. And like Jeremy Renner, like he is a he's a fun performer, I think, in a lot of roles. So I uh, yeah. I, I do like him in that in that. And uh, what's the name? I forget the name of the uh, the actor playing yeah. New Hawkeye. She's great. New um, New Hawkeye. <gasps> New Hawkeye. Spoilers. Oh, I know her name. Uh, Robert Bathurst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's 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 playing New Hawkeye. 
Uh, it's uh, it's an exciting role. <laughs> oh, this bow's jolly nice. <laughs> but have you read? Have you read? Have you read the? Um, oh God, the the the, the comic, uh, the Matt no. Fraction, David Ayer. Uh... No, I never oh. read any comics. We've been through this. If you you if, if genuinely, I would recommend you read that first. Um, God, I'm gonna have to find it on my shelf to remind myself what the name of it is. Uh, it is. Where is it? Oh, here we go. Um, no, that's not the first one. Is it My Life as a Weapon? Something like that. I just remind myself. No. My Life as a Weapon. And it's beautiful, and you'll love it because it's um, it's very like... Uh, it's very graphic design. There's actually very little writing in it. It's very led by kind of great panel layout, great story, visual storytelling. It's, it's, if you want to just see kind of one of the most kind of influential and cool superhero comics of the last decade or so, it's a brilliant one just to pick up. All right. And the TV show. to a Christmas list. So the TV show like does grab a bunch of the story beats from it. So I'd recommend you read that first. um, Okay. So you can see them in the original context. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm one word into the synopsis of this uh, New Year special. <laughs> Do it, Sarah. Before, before we went on that tangent, Sarah. There we go. Aisling B. Let's do the second owns. one. Let's see what that inspires. Uh, owns. Ah, owns. I own that comic. It's very good. You should definitely own it soon as well. <laughs> I think I'll just read it now. I think I'll just read it. Yeah. Uh, owns and runs Elf Storage. Okay. E- Elf E-L-F. capitalized E L F. Yep. Earth Liberation Front. Oh. The, uh... Okay. Oh, I so this is not a Christmas there. special. <laughs> you being... Carry on. Elf. Yeah. Elf Liberation Front. The Elf Storage. Yeah. Uh, and Nick. Uh, and and fucking glasses. Anjani Salmon. That's a fucking mix of names. I love that. Uh, is a customer who visits his unit every year on New Year's Eve. This year, however, their night turns out to be a little different than planned. Okay. So. So that's going to be like a one-off. That could be quite fun. So no, because it's written by Chris Chibnall. He's a fucking hack. When will you learn? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when will I learn? Why we we got right four episodes left of all of Jody's run? We're we're nearly there. We've we're four episodes into Flux. Five episodes into Flux. What year is it? Who are you? What's going on? My medicine's worn off. Four, five episodes in. So we're more than halfway through this last run, including all the specials. I shouldn't have got as a warm feeling as from that as I did. But um. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Jodie's filmed her regeneration scenes already. So either That's the Doctor's been cast or... And I think they've taken down the TARDIS. The TARDIS is... No, they have. I saw footage of it. The TARDIS set has been dismantled. So, Jodie's filmed the regeneration. The TARDIS has been dismantled. Either Jodie doesn't regenerate inside the TARDIS and regenerate somewhere else. Or they're going to... They've already got. They've either already picked the next doctor, and they filmed their scene, their first scene, or they haven't, and we're going to have a bit of a Jody regeneration episode ends, and then we won't see the next doctor until later on. 
Or Jerry doesn't regenerate in that and they keep her on for the 60th and we get one episode with Russell T. Davis writing her and it's magical. None of these... I I would love to see that character get a Russell T. Davies script. I think, I think that would be amazing. That'd be amazing. I think it's not going to happen. I think it would seem like too much stepping on the toes of the new Doctor. I think it's... Remember the old one? No, it's the new one now. And I, I feel like it would just be a bit of a... I don't think Russell wants that. I think he wants that clean break. In Universe 2, where he's going to set his series. Or, or maybe, maybe the whole thing happens and Jody gets completely erased and he just they've called Peter Capaldi back in and rebuilt the old TARDIS set and they're like, yay! <laughs> it never happened. Never happened, guys. Never happened. Never happened. Fuck it. It was all a dream. Maybe. This podcast was a fucking dream. I've, incidentally, my pills are really fucking with me still. That's uh, So anything, anything I've said today, I've decided to... I'm going to Roseanne this. I'm going to be like, no, I, it was fine. It was the Sertaline that made me racist. <laughs> and on that bombshell. <laughs> Which is a Jeremy Clarkson reference. Full circle. No, Full it's circle. not. It's an Alan Partridge reference. On that bombshell. That's that's uh, the Alan Partridge. Every, seri every series of Alan Partridge ends with a line. And on that bombshell. I've been Alan Partridge. That's that's a running joke of Alan Partridge since the 90s. So there you go. What do you, th what do you think's older? Alan Partridge or Top Gear? Jeremy Clarkson on Top Gear? I think probably <laughs> later. I'm going to have to look this up now, I, aren't I? Yeah, oh, I don't So close to know. leaving. I was so, so close, close to, to leaving. Cause it, yeah, because it, uh -huh. it was, as we all know, hosted by Sir Killalot before him. Originally, uh, original program hosted by No Lemons was Top Gear. <laughs> I don't know anything about Jeremy Clarkson's personal life, but I started typing uh -huh. him into Google. And you know how everyone's, like, one of everyone's first entries so-and-so's wife right or husband or whatever yeah. like it's always on the top <laughs> for him it's jeremy clarkson wife brackets 2021 <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's people who are like oh, who's he married to now though um, <laughs> or his wife's been rebooted <laughs> that's good happen. could be could be With the same <laughs> name as the previous wife title, so yeah. if you remarry to, to somebody who's got the same name you have to put in brackets the <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing oh, dear. oh my goodness oh, he's shit. been on he was on top gear from 1988 yeah that's what i was thinking it's, it's an old show man i didn't realize he'd been on it that long though so he'd been yeah, on it a lot longer around. than the, the other blokes on it yeah yeah he went through a fair few form i mean james may wasn't in the, the series of the current format well Come from that when there was those two doing it, but James May wasn't there, but somebody else for the first season, and then James May turned up. Huh, that's fascinating. But when was Alan Partridge? That's that's this is Alan, tense. Alan original Alan Partridge is like in the mid 90s, so you've won, you've already won, unless he uh, didn't use the phrase and on that bombshell to end those 1988 episodes of them. That's possible. 91 is Alan Partridge, so that does come in three years later. Um. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna quickly. I'm. I'm googling as well. I'm googling and on that bombshell. Yep, I'm doing the same. I'm doing the same. Yep. I want to find out the history of it. I, the, okay, first results. Well, they're all Clarkson. 
There's a Top Gear book called And On That Bombshell. <laughs> Urban Dictionary has And On That Bombshell, a oh. phrase used by Jeremy Clarkson. But yes. apparently Steve Coogan was using it before Jeremy, Cor- uh, Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson. Jeremy, Co- oh. <laughs> Jeremy Co- When he beat Theresa May in that election. Well, he lost, but he beat her a bit more than he thought. And he's like, and on that bombshell. Classic Corbyn. Classic Corbyn. <laughs> I enjoy that one of the top comments is... Chris Evans steals Jeremy Clarkson's Top Gear catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> I did forget the times when Captain America was going in on that bombshell. Mm. Uh, it's a different Chris Evans. No, not that one. Yeah, that one. I, yeah. I don't... I, I, mean, I, I don't know if... I don't know... I don't know if this is... I don't know. So I'm now on a Reddit thread about when we start saying it. <laughs> this has higher stakes than Flux. I'm just saying that now. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy first said it in Series 5, Episode 5. <gasps> so, no. Oh, no. Apparently it was in Series 2, Episode 4. Oh! <laughs> oh, it's so close. Oh, no. This is amazing content for a podcast. I love that we've overrun by 10 minutes because we're desperate oh, to work this out. I mean, as well, they Coogan and Clarkson were mates, apparently, in the 80s and 90s. So oh my God. it could even be like a, 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 a in-person joke. That, oh, my goodness. The rabbit girl hole goes oh too God. deep. What have we uncovered? This, is, this should be the new podcast. This should be the new podcast. <laughs> and it all just leads back to that one prick who took you on the new It's called... It's called <laughs> And on that bombshell, and it's a six-episode deep dive into the origins of the catchphrase <laughs> on that bombshell on British television and where it came from. And we get to, like, the end of episode four, and you're pretty convinced you've won it. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to play this recording from World War One. Yes. And there's a guy talking, end like, hello, Brigadier. <laughs> yeah, a bomb goes off behind a guy in the trenches. He goes, oh, <laughs> and on that bombshell, I've got to leave. See you later, Brigadier. Click. You joke, but I would want if this was a real podcast I could go and listen to, I would want hundred percent download every episode. Yeah, you totally would. I would. And on that really bombshell. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I did it. I did it, Mike. I followed the thought through. It's good. You did a really good job. You set up. We didn't even talk about the ood. It did a joke. It said it doesn't have a rabbit, but didn't question what a rabbit was. It just knew what rabbits were. Don't have a hat why either. Did... Yeah. Why did that it's a good, it's a good pattern that... of a joke? Why did that Ood know what a rabbit was? And on that bombshell! <laughs> because it was written by a man. It's written by a man who spends more time just not writing Doctor Who than writing... Probably he does, actually. That's how jobs normally work. I Yeah. I fuck, fuck you, Chris Chibnall. You've made my brain into porridge. I hate everyone except you, Mike. I, I love you, Dan. I love you too, mate. And on that bombshell, can I go now? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's over. It's over. Bye. <laughs>